fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe is there. Cobra Commander with an ultimatum for the United States. Cobra now possesses a weapon that makes us invincible. We call our device DT Pod, a real American podcast. Observe this little demonstration. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of DT Pod, the once a week G.I. Joe, a real American hero podcast. I'm your host. My name is Bob, codename Stretch. Today, I'm joined by two special guests who's both named Keith. So this could get a little confusing, so we're going to call one glasses and one goatee, just to kind of break it up for my own sake, but I'm going to have to remember their dumbass nicknames now. Cause I- <laughs> hey, you're the one who came up with the creative names here. Shut up, glasses. It'll just be, it'll just be easier on me because I say, so what do you think, Keith? And then both of you dicks will start talking, and then I'll go, no, 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 no. the other Keith. All right, so, uh, so Keith with glasses was on the show last week. Say hello, glasses. How's it going, Stretch, and everybody else listening? Great, man. I appreciate you coming back on the pod, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's lots of fun. Excellent. And our other Keith, Keith, now, now, Goatee, how do you pronounce your last name? Knudsen. Knudsen. All right. Now, Keith Knudsen, who has a goatee, which you don't know because you can't see him, so what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He could be wearing, like, a cowboy hat and those giant fake sunglasses that people you get at, like, carnivals, for all you so know. Should we call him Wild Bill, then? You know, we'll call you, we'll call you Wild Bill, then, for the pod. All right. So, Keith Knudsen is, uh, is world famous. He is a uh, Don Quixote connoisseur. He loves all things Don Quixote. Um, he is on the podcast. DC Noise, and he is also a bona fide GI Joe expert. And I say that because a couple of years ago at a VA Con in Richmond, Keith actually did a GI Joe panel. Bam! Yes. So Keith. Awesome. So so uh, glasses. What I'm telling you is, goateed Keith is the Ben of the DT pod. For those of you that don't know who I'm talking about, Ben was um, on Dork Trek and he was the resident like walking encyclopedia of Trek knowledge. Hopefully goateed Keith can be the same thing for this pod. So there you go. I don't think any any normal human could be half as much as Ben, but I'll try. (laughs) Well, no one, but no one said you were normal (laughs) goatee. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, man. I got to repay the the favors because you've always given me props on uh, on a geek brunch and uh, and DC noise and stuff. So I figured, why not? And I know you're a big GI Joe fan, so why not have a big GI Joe fan on the podcast? Absolutely. So um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've watched the episode like three times. I just watched it back to back, but I didn't take notes on the episode. So did one of you dicks do it? I took notes, but mainly on how bad this episode was. No. <laughs> I can't wait. To, I can't wait to disagree with you. What about you, Keith? Did you actually have like? Do you have, do you have a synopsis for us? I have. I have some notes. I don't know if it's very much of a synopsis. We got the wiki page, but uh. Okay. Well, let me see what I can. We'll just try to do this off of memory. So the episode starts exactly where the last one left off with the the container that snake eyes brought into the gi joe hideout is actually like some kind of ticking chemical bomb that is poisoning all the members of gi joe cobra trap cobra trap again we said it at the end of the last podcast this is the most elaborate and (laughs) and well thought out traps because 
There were so many variables that had to work perfectly for this trap to be sprung and successful. (laughs) It's almost a waste of effort on Cobra's part, but you never know, I guess. Uh, You got to cover all your evil bases. Whose idea do we think this was? Do we think it was Destro's, Blood's? Because we know it wasn't Cobra Commander's. I don't know. This, this this almost seems so idiotic that it could be a Cobra Commander idea. Like I can see everyone sitting around like the Cobra meeting table, and Cobra Commander comes up with this big plan, and then like Destro's just like, "Oh my god, what are we?" Which doing? which includes extraordinary amount of money and design to be put into it. Yes, and it has to like all the pieces have to fall directly into place for this thing to be. Cra- I can just see like Destro going, "Oh my, what am I doing here?" You know, out of all the terrorist organizations in the world, I choose. This bonehead, but yes, I don't know. And apparently, water. Yes, water is the uh, one you know additive that would destroy the whole you know makeup of it. I love how how GI Joe just kind of invents science as they go along, which is cool. Like, oh well, I just need water. So, uh, lady, no, it's it's Cover Girl goes and grabs a. a, a and the funny part is, like, no, not even Cobra, Cover Girl. It was Timber. Uh, Timber that knocked it over. Yeah, well, Timber, Timber knocked it over, but I mean, like, now this rag that she puts on her face has, like, glass shards in it and stuff. So now she's breathing in glass. And well, how did she know it was water? That's what I want to know. It was just some blue liquid. It could have been hydrochloric acid for all she knew. She's like, oh, nope, this will be good. Glass <laughs> shards and all. I'm covering yeah. my face with it. <laughs> I guess it's better than the slow, painful death of being gassed by the elaborate Cobra bomb. So somehow, some way, CoverGirl gets the strength to put the bomb into a jeep. Now, if you noticed here, because I did, there are there are two timbers. Two timbers. Yeah, the the animation was horrible on this episode. Yeah. It, it like pulls the wool out of your your childhood eyes. There, it's true. You never would have noticed this as an eight year old because you just would have been thinking like, "Oh man, I need to get that super container for." <laughs> To poison all the G.I. Joe guys. How long will it take Timber to get in the cover girl's pants? <laughs> <laughs> there's a Barnyard Follies volume G.I. Joe. So there's <laughs> so there's Timber on the outside of the vehicle running around, but then there's also just Timber sitting in the passenger seat, very docile. So I don't know. Maybe it's like the, the two halves of – it's like the yin and yang of Timber's soul. I don't know. A stuffed am- uh, stuffed animal timber. That's not a bad thing. Maybe it was all from CoverGirl's perspective, and she was delusional from the fumes of the bomb, and she was seeing two timbers. You know, Keith, I think you just saved it, bro. It was a hallucin. <laughs> it was a hallucination. <laughs> it was it was a mix of the chemical from the bomb and CoverGirl breathing in like hydrochloric acid glass shards. <laughs> that- I don't know if you noticed this also. But prior to that, while everybody was passed out, Timber was passed out as well. But then all of a sudden, the next scene, he's like helping her with the with the glass. So I was like, I'm all confused. It's like timbers everywhere. All right. Well, there's two timbers to be. Stunt <laughs> like, double timber and yes. then regular timber. It's kind of like it's kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito twins timber. That's what's going on. <laughs> so then they put the bomb onto the jeep and drive the jeep out. And apparently, the jeep is fitted with some kind of catapult. Because they, they make a hard left turn and the bomb just flies off into the air and blows up. Yeah. And dude's like, look out! <laughs> <laughs> but what I didn't realize, I, mean, I noticed that people are out there just <laughs> watching it all go all down. Like it's nothing. All right, just another day in G.I. Joe base. That's what Key said. They're just two stupid asses. Did, Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then the bomb goes off and everything's back to normal, I guess, quote unquote normal for G.I. Joe. 
Everything they inhaled, they did some leaves and herbs, and they're good. Yeah, so they're <laughs> yes, they did leaves <laughs> and herbs. Uh, they smoked some leaves and herbs, and now everybody's fine. Um, now I'm trying to think what happened next. Even though I just, the scientist guy, they had two of the three chemicals, but they wanted right. to try right. the synthetic chemical this guy made up. That's but right. But you know, they couldn't find anything other than uh, Gung Ho's precious gun. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing else. Like he, he really was attached to his gun. He said, "We've been doing a lot. Don't don't hurt her." <laughs> He gave it up very easily, though. You know, going through all this stuff with her, he was like, "All right, I guess." You know, well, it's it's X to the next, bro. He's going from X gun to the next gun. You know, because I mean, like, you know, because sometimes the trigger gets too loose and you need a tighter trigger, and like, this gun won't do third input. So he's like, "You know what? I'm out on this gun. I don't want it anymore." I need the younger model comes out. Exactly, the younger gun came out, and he's like, "You know what? This younger gun is a little bit. She's gonna send me nude pictures on my cell phone and stuff." Old gun doesn't do. On. Yeah, old gun doesn't do shit like that, man. Like old gun doesn't have to, because you know they're too lazy and caught up in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so so yeah, so the gun gets disintegrated, and they're like, "Oh man, well that that didn't work." But I got a backup plan. See what happened was, <laughs> I just feel like you're just making all this bullshit up. There's a meteorite in a volcano, and if we go there, we can take the meteorite out of the volcano. Bing, bang, boom, everybody's happy. The best part about this, though, is the animation they have because they show the meteorite flying into like they didn't have the dramatization under bottom. So I thought this was actually <laughs> happening in real time. I had no idea. That was awesome. And, yeah, and, and uh, Gung Ho was like, baby, what'd they do to you? <laughs> and Duke was like, I wouldn't use that unless your insurance is paid up. <laughs> Thanks, Duke. Which yeah, they had won a lot of one-liners this episode. Yeah, and, and there was also we'll get to this later on in the episode because, uh, like I said, we're we're slowly progressing to that point. But yeah, there's another thing that I noticed about this one as well. So um, so then yeah, so they decide this is what they're going to do. They're going to go to this this volcano, the Devil's Cauldron, and pull this thousand this million year old rock out of some lava. Okay, okay great. So then what happens is all of a sudden there is a flickering on a magic computer somewhere in the GI. Ultra secret message. An ultra secret message that's scrambled up in like nine. It looks like Hollywood squares. There's like nine little squares. (laughs) Those little tile games you play. That's what I was exactly going to say. It's awesome. Like it's really great. And they go over there and it's on like uh, Channel White. And Channel White is, you mean surrender? And then all of a sudden we see uh, uh, the black dude. What's his name? Stalker. Yeah, Stalker, Night Stalker. We see Stalker, <laughs> and he's giving an address to, uh, I guess, G.I. Joe saying, like, hey, we're surrendering. We are giving in to Cobra Commander. We are giving in to his demands because we can't defeat him. And then it cuts to the G.I. Joe base, I mean, the Cobra base, where you have Destro and Cobra Commander sitting around this lavish uh i guess feast banquet. yes this banquet they're enjoying this banquet and where are you going i've arranged the banquet <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> and they're watching this because they busted into the super secret feed and so now cobra commander knows that gi joe is surrendering and he's just over the moon he can't believe it this is this is what he's been waiting for he is as happy as can be gi joe is laying down their arms and surrendering to cobra He's yeah. busting up plates with his drumstick. <laughs> He's so stoked. Red bones flying everywhere. It's cool too because we're green, by the way. I, yes. just, I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught that. The green rib bones. 
What they, the hell is he eating? They were green, and it was, I thought it was also cool because for their banquet they were having ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and I also thought it was funny too because they're enjoying this feast. But how the hell does Cobra Commander eat any of this stuff wearing a goddamn shield? Like if you look at the if you look at the piece of meat he's holding, there is a bite mark out of it. How how does he how does he do yeah. that? The two ends of the bone are exposed, and he's just got that little piece of meat in the middle. I, <laughs> So yeah, so there's he's super stoked because he he he's won, and Destro's like nah 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 nah. You know what? They may surrender, but we still need our elements to uh, to continue our domination and blah. I will get them myself and leaves. Which I noticed something about Destro that I didn't notice in the first three episodes, and maybe it was just the animation this time, or maybe I'm just getting more used to GI Joe. The shadow right under his nose gives him the Hitler stash. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that too later on in the episode. <laughs> I was wondering when Destro became Hitler. Destro has a, a Hitler Charlie uh, Charlie Chaplin slash Michael Jordan mustache, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's it's I, I don't know. It's you're right though. He does have a Hitler stash. Keith, why does Destro have a Hitler stash? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I can't. I don't know anything about that. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's funny. It's like <laughs> maybe it's in the book. Maybe it's just a shadow from his nose. I don't know, but it looks like Destro has a Hitler stash, which is totally fucking awesome. What if it's actually still Hitler and we were made to believe he died, but all they did was encase his body in metal and the stash is the only part that's able no, to No, no, no. No, no, not his body, Keith. Just his head. Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> because he has the con chest open with the gold medallion. That's right. So... Yeah, so we can't forget that. Because he does, he has like a very, he, he's very much a precursor to Khan. He's dressed very similar to Khan and Wrath of Khan because he's got like the big collar popped and like the chest out. Like he's very much Khan. Now, when did Wrath of Khan come out? Uh, 80, I remember the year. 82? So this was post-Khan. Yeah, this was, but I'm saying like, I, I'm speaking as if G.I. Joe was real history. It's uh, not? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, you're the expert. Is it really? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go no on that one. <laughs> okay, because I'm a history major. And I don't remember any of this stuff either. So, um, so yeah, so Cobra, so uh, Destro leaves in a huff. Cobra Commander is still there, and he's like, "Dude, I I won, and I'm not having any fun." Uh, slave, entertain me. <laughs> yeah, come here and amuse me. <laughs> when you're done refilling my tea. Which they were doing. <laughs> Come entertain me. And, and um, he's like, he's like just rotating a spit. Like yeah. They have all this money. They don't have an automatic spit. Like he needs to rotate it with his brass knuckles. <laughs> like spiked, spiked hands. And the slave goes um, over and he, he grabs his spear and he's going to chuck the spear at Cobra Commander. But then Cobra Commander and Co- Cobra Commander breaks out his little controller and then all of a sudden the, the guy is under Cobra Commander's <laughs> command and he says, well, you know what? Who should you fight this time? You know what? I got it. And all of a sudden this, this door opens and out walks this giant like sword-wielding mace-holding robot. Like he's fighting this giant robot. It's insane. I'm expecting, expecting it to be like a transformer or something. It would transform into something more menacing. But it was still pretty. It was it was still pretty big. It had it had a sword that had a mace on it, so that's kind of badass. It had like two weapons in one. And the best part about this is they're not doing this in the arena of sport. They're doing this in like the central command room. So now you've got like this this battle going on between these two behemoths in like 
the Cobra War Room, which makes no sense at all. Totally busts his banquet table. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well, you think the plates were already busted by him earlier. Why not go for the you know the full Monty and bust the table up? It's he's just, like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally awesome. Like it's just it's the whole thing is just ridiculous. So then now we cut to um, the GI Joe dudes. And they are flying over the volcano, and they see uh, the 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 ball of space rock inside the volcano. And then they they're all they're all like woohoo, yay! Hey. And this is I just the, want to say something real yeah, fast about ahead, this. I noticed earlier, like in the earlier episodes, they would like focus on newer guys, you know, or, mm-hmm. or new to the I guess the toy line or whatever. So you had like torpedo last episode. Um, snow job of the episode before snow that. Job. Yeah, yeah snow, so snow job. This time, I guess they're doing like um, Wild Bill. They throw a bunch of dudes in there, like Clutch and Breaker. And um, but what I thought was was crazy is the first time you see him, Steeler. He's sitting there wrapping up some wire and trip wire. The guy earlier, the the last one, who's their mine detector, is flying the the helicopter. Mm-hmm. When the helicopter pilot that comes with a helicopter, the toys, is the one, um, like, you know, with the winch or whatever. Oh, that's, a, winch. that's pretty bit. cool. That's I'm interesting. Like, I was like, dude, shouldn't you be piloting us since you come with the toy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's your one job, man. I like, I like how you're thinking about this from a strategically, like, childlike aspect. Like, dude, you come with the toy. This is your ship. What are you doing? This is yeah exactly what the hell happened but i liked wild bill because he did look like a bona fide member of the village people like it was just straight he had the cowboy hat on the mustache the sunglasses like he was like gay cowboys gay cowboy gets it's awesome was he wearing a vest i don't remember i believe so i think he was, yeah, he was. okay it looked like, like it, this is, this is wilder than a bronco with a cactus saddle <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this is where the episode for me gets really funny because everyone in this part of the episode, they're very good. The exclamations are just tacked on. Like every character has to have something like, that's really awesome. Go ahead. Yo, like they all do it. Like if you, if you watch the episode, I watched it twice in a row. And after they actually explain what's going on, they all have like an exuberant phrase. Every one of them is just like, boom, 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 boom. Like six of them in a row just basically say the same thing. They just say it differently. The one that stuck out to me was one of the helos got shot, and the, I don't remember who it was, and Keith, you can probably tell me who it was, almost falls out of the helicopter, grabs some dude an- dude's ankle, and goes, thank God for big feet, and that was yeah. to the next piece of action. It's that, awesome. was, that was Clutch hanging on Breaker, which, by the way, both of them have full beards. And you can only tell the two different because one was a tan guy and the other was a green guy. And like they have like basically like slightly different helmets too, I believe. <laughs> but they're they're basically the same dude. They kind of do the same thing. They just kind they just look a little different. But yeah, so uh, so all of a sudden the, the the cable breaks and then Cobra just flies out of the, like the sky and just starts shooting. Which I didn't get. Cobra went straight for the cable. Joe, the Joes weren't moving whatsoever, but they decided to go for the cable. Instead of going for the Joes and the cable, they decided to do it just for the cable. Well, I guess the important part is the, the meteorite, I guess. But I think more poorly planned was actually Destro's plan to get the meteorite out of the volcano because his plan was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to shoot a hole in the side of the mountain causing an eruption that will shoot 
the meteorite into the air and then we'll have this big net and catch it. That's the dumbest fucking plan I've ever heard before in my whole life. <laughs> the net, though, out of the helicarrier from S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> that's all exactly. I did. That's why I was saying, why don't they ever use that helicarrier again? I mean, that... Was they don't huge. because they abandon it at the end. Well, it's, 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 <laughs> that was one of the notes I have. Destro just leaves. He's like, all right, it's all yours, but I'm getting ahead of ourselves. It's, it's just the, there to catch meteorites. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's its sole purpose. But it's the, because Destro even says, and the meteorite will shoot out like a cork from a bottle of champagne. It's the dumbest fucking plan I've ever heard. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, this is the best. You're the, the best and brightest mind in Cobra, and your plan is to, sh- is to shoot a meteorite out and catch it in a fucking net. That's just dumb. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is stupid. At least G.I. Joe's plan, as unscientific as it was, made sense. They're going to put a magnet on it and pull it out. That makes sense. I mean, that's what their backup plan was the net, though. Yes, well, that's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. <laughs> because G.I. Joe, uh, I guess, tied together. Cobra comes in, busts them up, and then they start shooting the holes in to the thing. It's working rather successfully. G.I. Joe shows up, starts shooting the... the Start shooting at the planes, and then um, uh, uh, the 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 the, the, ball, the 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 cable snap. But then the meteorite shoots out of the volcano, and then all of a sudden, uh, Duke goes in like his best Vince Scully impersonation. Is like, we got a deep flight ball in the center field. <laughs> and the net from the helicarrier comes out. But then all of a sudden, GI Joe they break out their own net. But the GI Joe net isn't big enough. From jets we haven't seen before. They were flying helicopters at, at first. Now they've broken out the jets. Yes. Yeah. It's Keith, just, who came with the jets? Uh, Ace. Okay. Ace came with the, the Sky Striker. He was there, too. It was crazy. So, so these, are the, these are the Sky Strikers from episode one? Yes. Okay, cool. That's nice. That's but good. Yeah, totally intro and all that. Even the gliders and all that, all that stuff was, was back then. That's good recall. But the yeah, but their net that they had wasn't big enough, and it falls through the net. Because I mean, like, if you're gonna have a net to catch a meteorite, shouldn't you make sure that your net is big enough and strong enough to catch what's coming yeah, out? Especially, especially when it's doused in molten lava. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the part I wasn't yeah. quite catching. You know, they yeah. it would burn through any net at least for the first hour or so. You would think. And like, how did how did they get the net between the two planes so quickly? Is my plan. Like, how did that happen? I have science. no idea. <laughs> yeah. Joe science. <laughs> I like it. Science. You can't argue with that. It's science. It's, you know what? It's and when all else fails, it's science done. It's perfect. <laughs> so now Cobra has the meteorite on the helicarrier and they bring the meteorite into the plane. And then uh, GI Joe, they put their helicopters on autopilot and they decide that they're going to attack the helicarrier. All three, yeah. all three of them. Yeah. yeah, they're all. Is that how autopilot works? Yes, like they, everybody <laughs> jumps off. Everybody, including Timber, which I found <laughs> astonishing. He jumps out into Snake Eyes' arms, who's in a jet pack. Yes, well, they all. Well, the first three that jump out are are um, the the gay cowboy Scar, Scarlet and Gung Ho. They all they all hit autopilot and jump out with their their space packs, and they land. And then these three guys land on this Cobra helicarrier and just start kicking ass. Then the reinforcements come in, and then everybody jumps off. And yes, at one point, Timber does jump from the he- the, <laughs> the helicopter. Yeah, he looks back, like Snake Eyes looks back, and he's like, "I guess I should get my dog." <laughs> no, 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 his wolf. It's not a dog; it's a wolf. Timber wolf. Yes, 
And, <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's a good thing that, that Snake Eyes decided to look back because if not, he just would have totally missed Timber and he'd pfft, no more Timber. Timber, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> there was a net that came out of somewhere that could have caught him. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> there would have been a magic But I want, to, I want to mention that they uh... – they they went to shoot at uh, New York, right? This was this was in the meantime. That's the right. Manager. That's right. That's couldn't right. take it anymore. And he was like, "I'm going to use up all the rest of the the the, the, the material because Destro will get some more." And they don't they don't uh, believe me or whatever. So it's coming through. And you were saying like everybody has an exclamation. We're queens. So I wrote down uh, this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, "It's hitting right for us. It's curtains. It's the end of the world." <laughs> But the, anyways, that was a little thing because that totally was like pointless because homegirl threw water all over it. Once again, water saved the day. Yeah, <laughs> water saved the day. She threw water on the th- on the on the mass device, and then poof, no more no more laser. Everybody's happy and safe. But gung ho! Before they jumped out, but gung ho was like, "I in the sky, going high." Gung ho, Joe <laughs> is going low. Yo, Joe. <laughs> Hey, you stay over there, Mr. Mafidi, or whatever his name is. Going low. So now, because uh, we've jumped a little ahead a little bit, because I just got excited about all the jumping out of the planes and stuff. So now G.I. Joe has actually invaded the Cobra, I guess, t- telecarrier for all intents and purposes, because that's what it is. And they're on the carrier and they're fighting and everything's happening. And the action is pretty good. Like there's a lot of cool things taking place here. It's also cool because the uh, Cobra vehicles explode at the drop of a hat. Like no matter what hits it, whether it's an arrow from a bow and arrow or a a laser or whatever, it, it just automatically blows up instantly. Someone trips and bumps into it. <laughs> Scrapes their knee, blows up. I do think they accidentally made all the Cobra vehicles out of dynamite. Like it, it just, it just it happens to be that way. They just blow. I think up I into- did see Acme on the side of one of those uh, little live. <laughs> it's possible. Did you notice that Destro said, uh, "Prepare to." To pre- prepare to repel the boarding party, and they all got to the elevators. They all had to wait in the elevator, like <laughs> single file it to the elevators and go up. I was kind of hoping they'd cut to the elevator and be like the girl from Ipanema playing in Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of Cobra shold- soldiers just riding up in the elevator. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I, but, yeah, I, but it did focus a bunch of people. Like you said, there's like Airborne and Rock and Roll. Some of these dudes, you may see them in the background once or twice, but you know, later episodes, they're never to be seen again. Yeah, like uh, like they just have all these dudes just running out there. Like half of these guys, like you said, you never see them, you never see them again. Maybe they're casualties of the Cobra War. Who knows? I don't know. How many Joes do we think were actually out there? Because I was guessing at first maybe like five or six, but I think maybe there were a dozen versus how, how many dozens of Cobra soldiers. Oh, yeah. And yeah. None, of them could shoot. none of them could hit anything. No, they but could. Like fist fights? Forget about it. Oh, yeah, and like gung-ho, I don't even know why he has a gun because he's just punching everybody. <laughs> I liked how he had enough time. He got punched, gave the goofy look, had enough time to fix his hat, and then punched the Cobra soldier right back. Well, the, if, if you watch the look on the Cobra's face, he's really scared because he's like, I just, I just hit this guy with a fucking ton of bricks, and he didn't phase him. <laughs> didn't even phase him. So he's bummed out. But then, yeah, so, um, so uh, 
Scarlet sees Destro making a break for it, and she decides to be a hero, and she goes after Destro. Which is just, that's a bad move. Yeah. Never go solo. Yeah, never and go she solo. ran like a girl with her hands up in the air. <laughs> high heels. Never split. And it was the shot from behind so we could see that fine ass. Yeah, ne- but never, yeah. never split up the party is what we're getting at here. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and as, as fast as she was running to him, all of them could have done the same. But I didn't understand how all of a sudden she broke apart. So, so. It, it, it really did. It happened just like that. She was gone. And, um, but, of course, they had enough time for Destro to start doing some prospecting, get us all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he has a canister full of material, gets up onto this plane behind the boxes. One that hasn't blown up yet. Yes. And then he, gets a, then he gets a warning light that someone's approaching. Yeah, that was really cool. He had, motion- had like, like 100 feet behind him, and all of a sudden now he had all this time and preparation. Prote- protected by Viper. Stand back. He got a phone call from the security company. You've got someone coming up behind you. <laughs> I will take care of that myself. Thank you. <laughs> so she's in a giant warehouse room and she backs up into the only place where someone could jump on top of her. And sure enough, jumps on top of her. And, uh, yeah, they have, they have like a small tussle, nothing too big. Cause then it cuts away because, uh, Destro shoots one of her arrows that like, is like a glue arrow. I had no idea. She shopped at the same like trick arrow store that green arrow did. Apparently. <laughs> there was and like, Hawkeye. Yeah, and Hawkeye, there was like some glue stuff all over the place. And, uh, a Duke re- recognized, he's like, Oh, that's, that's her glue arrow. But she's the only fucking person that shoots arrows dummy. Who else is it going to be like, what? What it's just dumb. <laughs> it's stupid. But then they show up. Who is it? It's a uh, Duke, Beard Guy One and Beard Guy Two, right? Or is no? Is it is it Gung Ho and the other Beard Guy? I can't remember. I, but they, I don't remember. But, but they had they see her and Destro's got the bow and arrow, the, the crossbow to her, and he's like, "I'll kill her! I swear to God, I'll kill her." <laughs> yeah, then, uh, that was a rock and roll, and he had to like push him back. He was like, "No, don't do it, man." Yeah, so then they hop on the ship and, and fly away. and But all is not lost because there's still some of the meteorite there. And this is what doesn't make sense. If you're going to leave Destro, blow up the meteorite because that now they have what they want. They'll get Scarlet back later. No big deal. But the whole, right. reason, the whole reason why you're there is to make sure G.I. Joe doesn't get this meteorite. And you just leave it. Blow it up. You're in a plane. Shoot it. Stupid. Well, he abandons the whole helicarrier. Yeah. Like, because they've caught all the Cobra soldiers at this point. They're all round up in this nice little net. Again, like scratching where the net came like, from. <laughs> yeah. A dozen Joes, you know, just uh, defeat hundreds of Cobra soldiers. And it, it, abandons this nice helicarrier. It reminds, like, oh, yeah, it's all yours. I got it, rem- it reminds me very much of Commando, where Arnold Schwarzenegger as John Matrix defeats the entire island of these dudes. This is exactly what happened in this Joe episode. Like four guys destroy all of Cobra, and like you said, they just leave it there. And you know, Cobra Commander's pissed because he's like, "Dude, that thing's got like we we haven't even scratched the surface on these payment plans yet. We we still got like this thing financed for like four years, and you just leave it there, you stupid idiot." Besides the the amazing technology that keeps this hunk of metal hovering in the air, <laughs> think of what you could use to do with this. Yeah, and and then um, I guess that's it, right? That's how it ends, basically. Well, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. Right. 
leaves the crossbow right next to uh, all <laughs> yeah. feet. Like, That's right, because he says something super creepy. Like he's like, "I can't wait to see you as a slave girl." <laughs> so we so we know that Destro's into bondage. So that's cool too. Well, him and the Baroness are a thing, so that's you know that goes without saying. Then, and yeah, then, but I think this is his chance to top. I think <laughs> Baroness is the top in that relationship, and then if he gets Scarlet, he's the top in this relationship, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But somehow she magically shoots her bow and arrow with her feet, her crossbow, and then it goes into the control panels. And if she can, if she can shoot a bow and arrow with her feet, just imagine what she's doing to Duke with those things. <laughs> uh, jerk me off! Snake eyes. Yeah, and they shoot the crossbow into the um, into the control panel, and the the plane is going out of control, and the episode ends. Dun 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 dun. Then we get a preview of the next episode, which I'm pretty excited for because Cobra Commander is wearing a cape. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Anytime Cobra Commander can wear a cape, it's awesome, and he's not wearing a full cape. He's wearing the Lando Calrissian style, like half cape, which is just yeah. bad. Which is just badass. Did he have a staff in his hand? I don't remember. Fucking a, he did. <laughs> yeah, he, so he might be leading a marching band next episode. I'm excited. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to point up a couple of things that happened a couple of episodes back when y'all were talking. Uh, one was Major Blood. Yes, really Major. Cool yes, which we didn't get. Y'all were, were talking about his bracelets and stuff, but it was it's, he actually has a metal arm. Ah. Like one of his arms is all metal. So he's a winter soldier. He's cooler. Got on us. <laughs> wow. So he's got a lot yeah, of accessories. The original winter soldier. So he's got like the metal chest. And, and, uh, exactly, and 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 to make it even more, he the action figure and the other things. He has uh, dog tags of the people he's killed. That's around awesome. his neck. That's wow. awesome. I had no he's idea. He's like the ultimate badass. So like the overdevelopment of Major Blood. So let's let's go back and review. He's got an eye. <laughs> he's he's got an eye. He's got an eye patch. He's got an Australian accent. He wears like a Ponce. He wears a Ponce de Leon helmet. He's got a metal chest protector, and now he's got a metal arm and dog tags of people that he kills. That's just fucking badass. And his his gun is a missile gun, like a missile pistol. Of course it is, Keith. I don't know, because his backpack has missiles on it. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's like way overkill. I the chest to see what plate actually opens up to have like a missiles in it. You just pull the missile out, boom, close the chest plate up. That would be awesome. But, yeah, so that, that was one thing. But then those stupid robots in the cave. Those those were called snake armor, and you actually could fit your Joes inside of them. I remember that. I remember so, like, you, could, you, could, you could. They would walk around. That's cool. Did we get so the that next cool. episode at all? Much better than what was in the cartoon. Um, next time, mm-hmm. no, we we watched the. We'll do the next episode next time. Right, but I'm I'm saying, don't we get that the snake armor again? I thought in the preview it looked like we were going to see some more snake armor. Well, those, I've, yeah, those are weird. Yeah. Those are big old things. Okay. I, I you know I watched ahead. Spoiler, and those things are, are re- they're really big. Yeah, <laughs> but and then also then also in the cave scene, there was a guy with a flamethrower, but he was a flash. He was their laser root rifle trooper because oh. all their guns were based off of real guns. But then of course this guy was a laser rifle trooper. But in the cartoon, they all have lasers, so his job was pretty much moot at that point. <laughs> so that's probably why they handed him the damn flamethrower. He's like, here, take this. We yeah, haven't me- made a. Um, okay. Yeah, let me let me ask 
let me ask you this, okay? Here's what here's what I wanted to ask you. This episode I really enjoyed. I'm gonna give it like a like what are we five is top. I'm gonna give it four and a half. I really like it. There's a lot of action. It's pretty fast paced. The planning is really stupid, but it's still not a bad episode. Now my question is, if you have a mass device, why don't you just put all your troops where GI Joe is, and then you just kick the shit out of GI Joe, and it's all done with? Like you can see, don't, don't they have to have the homing beacon on wherever they're transmitting the mass thing to? They were able to get a canister that had like some kind of poison gas in the GI Joe base. They must have these transmitter things everywhere. Why not? I mean, you, you, they've already been to the. I've got, I've, got a, I've got even better. Just drop a transmitter on top of the meteorite while it's still in the damn volcano. Done. Bam. Boom. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just seems like. I just wished, like, I think there's ways to go about it, and it just seems like it's too complex. <laughs> I know this is wishful thinking, but what if them abandoning the helicarrier was actually another big plan that when the Joes get it back to their base, that's a giant bomb as well? I mean, <laughs> I mean why not? They just keep turning things into bombs. <laughs> but I will tell you, at least in the early part of the se- you know, of this series, these are about as tame and as uh, mundane as, of characters that you'll see. So it only gets weirder from here. <laughs> oh, I know. It's really good. I just, the cartoon's fantastic. And I just downloaded like all the like volume one of the G.I. Joe classics that I'm going to read. So I'm excited about that too. But yeah, nice. man, I, I think this episode's really good. I'm going to give it a four. What do you give it, Beard? I give it a four as well. Now, now I know Glasses... Glasses right off the bat was not impressed with this. So what do you give this episode, Glasses? You know, after watching it two times, I watched it twice, watched it the night before, then last night. I just got got really repetitive after a while. But now that we've pointed out all these things, I'll bump up to a three, three and a half. Okay, so you're going to say – the, uh, what was it? The Worms of Death that was on last time? Yeah, The Worms of Death was stupid. Yeah, it it was better than that, I think. Okay, all right. So we've got two fours and a three. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like it. All right. Well, that's the episode, everybody. Keith, uh, Keith Darrow, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll have you on again because you're doing a bang-up job. And Keith, Keith Knudsen or whatever the hell your last name is. <laughs> Nudson. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on, sir. And anytime you want to come on the pod, you can because I know you're a busy guy. You've got, you got a lot of beer to drink, and I don't want to interrupt. No, not at all. I, I love it. I would cool, love man. to come back. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Um, That was the podcast. Thank you very much for being a part of it. Uh, Don't forget, it is DT Pod. Go to dorktrek.com and get all the stuff you need for it. We will talk to you guys soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yo, Joe! (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! You're listening to DT Pod, a real American podcast. (laughs) Get there.